All right, everybody, welcome to the show. And uh, new format, new intro. This intro is only about 10 seconds longer, but for the first time, we break down how to actually manifest tangibly, understanding the mindset, the how with my incredible queen, and drop some new gifts for you in the episode. So let's get into the show. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good. Because this is the Mind of George podcast, where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business. Each Monday and Friday, I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes guiding you home, giving you the tools to extract, honor, and amplify your genius so you can be the light for your customers. Sound fabulous? Cool. Let's get into the episode. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Mind of George show. And uh, you're in for a little bit of a, let's call it a brake check U-turn back on course and hitting the gas pedal because we're changing the structure of a show a little bit based on your feedback. And I am so excited and actually kind of ramps me up a little bit more uh, because we're starting with dessert first. So you're going to start noticing the intros are a whole lot shorter and me and my incredible guests. And even on the solo shows, we're going straight to the meat, straight to the takeaways and straight to everything for you to benefit first. And then if you stick around, you'll be able to get some more backstory and context, but as everything, and I say this all the time on the podcast, the most important thing to do is when you pick up the piece that lands, pause Go put it into your kitchen and earn the right to come back and get the next piece. There's no problem in not listening to the whole show. There's no problem in not finishing everything. The most important part is when that radio dial gets tuned in and you're like, oh, that's it. Pause and go tune that shit into your kitchen. Install it. Taste test it. And then if you want to come back and finish, you can. But I I think that's a really, really important part. And so a couple other quick notes before I talk about today's incredible guest, and uh, these will be short. So we are investing a lot of time and energy into the podcast on Spotify. And so a lot of you listen on Apple. And if you don't change your listenership, that's fine. But I highly recommend getting a Spotify account and uh, subscribing over there. And just in the world of business, I've said this a few times already, Apple's getting their ass beat by Spotify when it comes to podcasts. And Spotify is giving us tools and things that Apple's never have. And I just have a whole lot more faith in that platform. And I change my consumption over there too. So I'll let you go handle that. And I'll mention some of this throughout the show for the rest of it. But now it's time to get in with my incredible guest. And uh, by my incredible guest, I mean one of the greatest gifts and brightest light in my life who I had the absolute honor and pleasure to meet, to learn from, to be healed by, inspired by, seen by, just developed a lifelong what feels like friendship on so many levels with this incredible woman. And she has just from the moment I met her, every person that's in her presence, myself included, seems like the moment they leave the conversation or the experience, their light get turns up brighter and you didn't even know it could. And I'm just honored and excited to have my dear friend Lucy here. So Lucy, welcome to the show. Hi, George. It's so great to be here. Thank you for those kind words. Oh my God. Uh, I, I could I could spend the entire podcast just doing <laughs> a external view of all the amazing things that I think that you are and 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 what I see. And uh, yeah, that would be the whole show. But to keep my to keep to keep my word. I think what's really, really funny is I want to start, I want to start with the the word manifestation, because if, if anybody on my show has listened to me since the beginning, you know, 400 and, you know, 50 something episodes ago, or even followed me before then, they've, they've kind of seen my relationship with things that I now consider a part of my life and understanding and believing in manifestation being one of them go from like, that shit don't exist. <laughs> That's not real. Hustle and grind 24 hours a day and make more time to now I feel like I fully understand and believe it. And I'm more than toe tapping. I swim in the pool, but it was just something that I didn't understand for so long. And I feel like there's so much value in actually understanding what manifestation is, the difference between that and taking action, the mindset and all that stuff. And I, that's kind of your zone of genius. So I'd love for you to take the wheel. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I completely understand why you're definitely not the only person who might scoff or, or, or be skeptical about the term manifestation. And I think that 
it's become an overused word. It's become, um, there's a whole bunch of misinformation out there about manifestation. As a manifestation YouTuber myself, I understand the YouTube game. I understand, you know, the clickbait, like what words to put on the thumbnail to try and get people to click. And so there's so many videos out there, which is like, just do this one thing and you'll instantly manifest everything that you want or whisper this word or put this thing under your pillow and you'll be a millionaire. And I think all of that um, junk, unfortunately has kind of tainted how powerful we are. I think all of that kind of clickbait stuff causes the viewer to forget that you are the creator of your reality and that it doesn't have to be super woo-woo and, you know, head in the clouds, manifestation from my point of view is the turning of something that was once an idea into a physical 3D reality. And yes, working and taking action is often an essential part to turning an idea into a reality. But also for anyone who has worked and worked and worked and hustled and sacrificed everything in their life and completely lost all balance. They've sacrificed relationships, sleep, health, everything to achieve a a financial goal, for example. I'm sure that there's people listening who've followed the mantras of, you know, I'll sleep when I'm dead and all of the kind of hustle culture things who have maybe done the work and not got the results who've maybe put everything into it and then, and then felt burnt out and wondered where it went wrong. They thought I followed the formula. I did all the work. I sacrificed everything else in my life. Why haven't I got my fairy tale? Where's my dream come true? And so Mm. I got into manifestation because I was that entrepreneur. I was the entrepreneur who had lost friendships, who had lost all kind of sense of fun and enjoyment. I I went to a, a transformational workshop and they put fun and adventure as one of the key things that you need to have in your life. And I thought, oh my God, I, I haven't even thought about having fun for years. I thought that I could have to, I had to wait and, and earn the right to be able to enjoy my life. And I was delaying my happiness and all of this stuff. So I've been that burnt out entrepreneur that's completely sacrificed everything and then not got the results. And that deep, dark hole of failure combined with loneliness and burnout caused me to start questioning things and caused me to start deep diving into what else is required to create my success. And that's what led me down the rabbit hole of learning about subconscious beliefs, stories that we don't even consciously know are driving our entire life, driving us into self-sabotage if the subconscious beliefs are programmed in a way that's going to hold us away from success. So for me, manifestation, yes, it's about energy. Yes, it's about understanding that we are more than this meat suit and we can feel so connected to the, to the energy around us. And it's also about brain science, neuroscience. And I love the, I love combining the science that I've learned about how to turn ideas into reality with the woo woo, with the spiritual, with the things that I've learned from some of the greatest spiritual masters that I've had the pleasure to to meet and spend time with. And as I learned more and more, and I poured thousands of hours into understanding it, I sort of married the two together and really understood what it takes to turn ideas into reality. So for anyone who's not spiritual, for anyone who's not into, you know, prayers or, or 
anything like that, that's okay. Manifestation is still something that is available to everybody. It's something that we all do every day anyway. So I figure the more I can understand how the process works, the more I can understand how this game of life works. And the better you understand the game, the better you can play the game, the more likely you are to win the game. A thousand percent. So I, I want to, I just, first off, I want to say hell yes to everything that you just said. Um, and the only thing that tickled my intuition was for people listening Lucy, and thank you for saying this, when you said, when you keep bumping your head up against the wall, you're hustling and not creating the results, it's because your subconscious beliefs are in the driver's seat. And I had a personal development coach say to me, she's like, the reason you don't have what you want is because you think you're driving, but you're sitting in the passenger seat and every one of your triggers and wounds is driving that wheel further and further away from your vision. And so for people listening, it was something I didn't understand for so long, but basically all that means is that like when we get triggered when we get overwhelmed when we get something bad happens in the business something bad happens in our life and we have an emotional reaction in our body in that moment our body has a behavior that happens subconsciously that it just defaults to that sometimes we won't realize whether it's endlessly scrolling on our phone or sitting in front of the TV for two and a half hours and not realizing it and thinking it was only 10 minutes or going to emotionally eat and then catching it after or maybe in the process, right? It's just any level of where something triggers you and a something other than conscious thought that is aligned with where you want to be in the future takes over. And that's when it drives. And and I think I struggled for a long time because I was like, what's wrong with me? I don't, I don't get it. I, and I was like, oh, like I'm like literally triggered. I see red and my, my body's survival mechanisms take over. I need to pause and pattern interrupt. So I just wanted to say that uh, really quickly because mm-hmm. um, it helped me understand it. And so Lucy, I have, I have a, a question and you can riff on this in any direction because how you broke that down was so eloquent and so powerful for people listening. What do you think are like some of the common or what what are some of the common speed bumps or roadblocks that people bump into uh, when it comes to taking what you just broke down as manifestation, but like applying it into life or figuring out how to use it or like what are what are some of those roadblocks and challenges that people can, you know, avoid or utilize or I would just kind of love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, absolutely. So. I love that you know we're, we're actually really acknowledging the whole importance of getting our mind to work for us, not against us. I think yeah. something that, I mean, hey, 95% of our brain is subconscious, right? So to your point, mm-hmm. what you were talking about when we, if, if 95% of what we do is governed by our subconscious programming, That's why it can feel like day after day after day, we set a good intention, we make a new plan, we want to create a new habit, and we watch ourselves like a car crash in slow motion, sabotaging, holding ourselves away from it. A whole day goes by and we've procrastinated and we wonder why, and we had all the good intention in the world but it feels like our own brain is working against us. And so mm-hmm. that's something that I spend a lot of time talking about on YouTube, helping my clients with is how can we get our mind to work for us instead? So imagine, mm-hmm. imagine if your own brain didn't hold you back in the moments where it counted. Imagine if mm-hmm. your default setting was to just do the needle movers. You've taught me so much about, mm-hmm. you know, trimming down the, the to-do list and yeah. focusing on those top three things that are going to actually move the needle forward. That is so valuable for entrepreneurs. For me, I now implement that in into my life. And, not but, but and... There's still the, the, the fact of how do we get our minds to actually allow ourselves us. to make it that easy? 
right? So mm-hmm. if I could sort of highlight the the things that really matter, because if somebody who's brand new to manifestation went to Google now, went to a bookstore now, went to YouTube now, and tried to <laughs> digest the millions, if not trillions of hours of information mm-hmm. about manifestation, like how can we how can we look at the needle movers? How can we trim all the fat and just get to the bits that really count? So the first thing that I would say can I, is that can can I can I insert a pause point real quick, Lewis, because I love where you're about to go, and and I think for everybody, just real quick, I need to say this. This is a good time to write down or remember Lucy's handle, which is Life by Lucy, and I am a avid subscriber of her YouTube channel and also an avid <laughs> follower of her Instagram. They are both life by Lucy and I know exactly where she's about to go right now. And I love her for this. So I'm also (laughs) going to take this moment to let you know that we decided to cut the fluff for you. And Lucy recorded a very, very special gift and an incredible gift for all of you listening that will be launched in simultaneous fashion as this podcast launches. And the only thing you have to remember is remember SOS, but you're going to go to mindofgeorge.com slash SOS. Just remember the SOS because you remember mindofgeorge.com. So when you hear this podcast, if you go to mindofgeorge.com slash SOS, you will see an incredible gift and a tool and a massive resource that will cut the line for you when it comes to implementing manifestation and what we're about to talk about. And so I just, before Lucy, you went on your next download of wisdom into everybody's soul. I wanted to to put those in there because I think it's important that people surround themselves with this because you're so articulate and kind of cut through the noise for everybody else that helps them apply it. So now I would love for you to continue your, your rant that I interrupted you for. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I, I have no issue with you interrupting me to plug me. I mean, go ahead. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, so, you know, I told you in Bali, I told you in Bali, I will be your hype man forever. I will intro <laughs> you for keynotes, podcasts. You can, you can call me for every podcast interview you do and I'll <laughs> intro you for other people's shows. I don't care. I'm in. I love it. Thank you. So, yeah. So of course, I think an easy way to explain this word, the first thing that comes to mind is actually to say that when people often, when people look at manifestation, they are presented with a bunch of different manifestation techniques and methods. And if you go onto YouTube and you search for what's the best manifestation technique, you'll find hundreds of different quirky things that you can do, whether it's like writing your dream on a piece of paper and putting it under your pillow or um, filling two cups with water and like pouring from one to the other. And I I don't even know what half of them are. There's the three, six, nine method, the five times 55 method. There's so many. Okay. There's so many. And if you want to explore them all, go for it. They, Usually there's, you know, comment sections of loads of people where they've tried these techniques and it did work. But why does it work sometimes for some people? And also why does it not work sometimes for some people? When we understand why these techniques work, that's what really matters. I personally like it when things are grounded in logic and fact. And then it means that whatever mm-hmm. method I find enjoyable, I understand what it, what buttons it really needs to hit in order for it to actually work for me. Okay. Mm. So essentially, and this is something that's probably not new information to your audience, even if manifestations are new thing to them. What we focus on what we add power to, what we add energy to is what's going to grow, right? Mm-hmm. It's what's going to expand. Reach. So the art of manifestation is to tune your mind to be laser focused on what you want, on who you want to be, on where you want to go, 
on the life that you do want to create. And on the flip side, it also means not spending most of your day focused on the situation that you don't want, that you don't like, talking about the things that you don't want, because the mind, especially the reticular activating system, which is part of the mind that filters information, whatever we focus on, our mind will obediently show us more of it. You know, have you ever played that game where, you know, like if you're in a long car journey or something and you have the game yellow car, right? And so you're sat in the car and you're trying to spot how, how many yellow cars you can see. And the more you play the game, the more you get really good at spotting anything that's yellow. Your mind will see any anything that's driving past you that's yellow because your mind has been given the instruction of find yellow. Then if you change the rules of the game to, okay, now we're going to play spot the red car. Again, everything else kind of fades out, blurs out, and all the red things are in hyper focus. That is a very basic example of how our mind doesn't notice everything equally. Our mind notices specific things of focus more than everything else. And this brain function is incredibly useful for us because if we were to receive all information in equal measure, it would be so overwhelming. We wouldn't be able to concentrate, give enough energy to any one thing. So it's designed to help our, you know, incredibly powerful brains to be able to compute things in an energy efficient way. Our brains are incredible, right? But instead of it being yellow cars and red cars, imagine if we are in the habit of focusing on all of our problems, on all of the lack in our life, on all of the toxic men, on all of the toxic women, on all of the people who do X, Y, Z, whatever it might be. Our mind will obediently filter everything else out and show us a ton more of that stuff that we've been focusing on. And then we wonder why it feels like a vicious cycle and we wonder why it spirals and we wonder why life seems to be so terrible for some people when their mindset is, when that's all they talk about. So what's the flip side to that? The flip side is, okay, what if I built a new habit of becoming meticulously careful about where my focus is going? What if I just for a week, just for 30 days, decided to focus on all of the abundance that I already have in my life? on all of the ways that my body is healthy, on all of the money that I do have, on all of the good people, on all of the good things, on all of my blessings. And what if I focused on actually, instead of the lack in my business, what if I, okay, okay, I want more customers. You have two customers and you don't even appreciate them because you're so dissatisfied with the 10 customers that you don't have. What if you mm-hmm. felt so much gratitude, appreciation, love for the fact that, wow, it's all stacking up, two more, two more, right? Your mind, that's the bit that you need to focus on. Your amazing brain does the rest for you by, as if by magic. It feels like magic, but I've done this myself at a point in my business where I was frustrated, stuck, the numbers weren't moving, the the volume wasn't increasing, and I was so frustrated, and it didn't matter how hard I worked, the numbers still didn't grow. Someone told me Mm -hmm. this trick. Someone told me, stop hyper-focusing on all the lack. You're missing out Mm -hmm. on being able to focus on what there is and how good that is. And so as an experiment for one month, every time I looked at the numbers, I chose to feel good rather than frustrated. I chose to feel grateful for every sale, however small. And 
as if by magic, the next month, there was so much more energy flowing through my business. There was momentum. There was customers coming in more easily, right? And mentally, I was a lot well, a lot more well as well, you know? So that's just kind of like a real hands-on example of how this stuff doesn't have to be super woo-woo and and like giving all your power away to some kind of higher power. And instead it's about understanding, yep. whoa, hang on. When I understand how my own brain works, I, it's, it's a hack, right? It's like biohacking yep. and yep. leveraging what you already have. Yeah. I want to, I thank you. I love all of this. A few reminders on my personal side um, that helped me with this. I'll never forget my personal, personal development coach, Lisa Kalman. Uh, but the first time I was taught this distinction, what you resist persists. It took me five, six years to understand it. But then once I truly understand the fortune cookie, that's the one that I keep in my back pocket of like genuinely understanding, knowing, and having so much evidence in my life that in a moment where I'm feeling off, if I'm focusing on all the stuff around me that I do not like, all I do is bring more of it. And I've seen it so many times, which is why I'm obsessed with the state change, which is why I'm obsessed with the SOS model I made for everybody, which, by the way, is what I referenced earlier. Um, but the other thing that I realized, too, is that everything that you're sharing, Lucy, is that that reticular activating system is a muscle. And it atrophies yeah. because it defaults to the way that the human body works and the limbic system works is that when you are in fight or flight, which means when you're in that triggered state, your body actually wants to keep you there because it doesn't want you to move because it's trying to protect you. And so when you stay in that state, it actually gets deeper and deeper and muddier and muddier because your physical body and your biological functions want to keep you there as well. And so I remind myself right. of that too, because it only atrophies because we don't flex it, but flexing it is flexing it as many times a day is required. And people laugh at me, but you've heard it on this podcast where I've said something and then I've said cancel <laughs> and then I've replaced it. And that's because I wanted to do it in that moment. And so those, I think just for everybody listening might be like helpful reminders that, you know, in my belief, being a human being is an active state, but it's active, meaning it's a conscious awareness with intentional behaviors aligned mm -hmm. to creation in the future, not in reaction to the past. And mm -hmm. it's that it's that choice to move forward over and over that makes the biggest difference. And for everybody listening to what Lucy just broke down, I'm going to make this tangible into a takeaway for you right now, because if you really think about it, you need two things to understand. You need two things to change your environment. You need to know where you want to go. And then you need to know where you are. And then you don't change the habit or the task. You change the beliefs. And then the belief informs yeah. the habit and the habit informs the tasks, right? And so the first thing that you need is clarity. And so the gift that we're giving you on the mindofgeorge.com slash SOS is only 15 minutes. And I just invite you to be in a quiet space where you give yourself 25 minutes to close your eyes and listen, and then have 10 minutes with a pen and a piece of paper to let every ounce of clarity of where you want to go flow out. And then what Lucy was sharing, and I think it's so important to understand this, is that momentum doesn't exist motivation doesn't exist it comes from evidence inconsistency which creates yeah. momentum and the momentum is what creates motivation but all of them start with an action and so if you get clarity on your future and vision and then you go read the book atomic habits and you are gentle with yourself and you flex that muscle and you implement it piece by piece by piece that is an actual how tangible way to for lack of better terms quote unquote manifest but i would believe to say that the most important part is that the manifestation or the future state is not limited to the pill bottle that you're currently in which means you have to think about it when you're not in overwhelm when you're not in oh my god when that reticular activating system isn't tuned into red but it's tuned into like oh i want to think about 
my future, even 30 days or 60 days or 90 days in from a place of possibility. So I just wanted to put a bow on that. And, and Luce, I, I would, I would venture to say, would it be fair to say that this is also how you in one of the most crowded spaces and crowded markets took the same principle and have a YouTube plaque behind you and manifested your way magically by putting it under your pillow to get all, over a hundred thousand subscribers. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, it, it wasn't just, uh, it wasn't just wishing and hoping. Let's put it that way. It was. I might, I might title the episode how, a, oh, sorry. There was a little delay. I was going to say, I might title the episode how a letter under a pillow led to a hundred thousand subscribers. <laughs> no, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, you know, it, what we're talking about and let's let's take the example of the journey to reaching a hundred thousand subscribers on on YouTube. There were multiple factors to creating that to manifesting that right one was a whole lot of consistency one was a whole lot of taking massive action but Subconscious beliefs, a regulated nervous system, and focus were just as important, just as essential as the recording videos and uploading them consistently. So, mm -hmm. you know, and, and so far I've talked about yellow cars, red cars, what you focus on expands. So be more positive, you know, and there might be some people listening who are thinking, yeah, well, I am positive. And I've, I've heard about all this positive thinking mumbo jumbo. And, you know, I've heard about toxic positivity where, you know, people aren't even allowed to express their emotions and things like that. And that doesn't sound very good. And I, I, I think I want to expand upon the fact that it is not just about think positive thoughts and you will get there. I personally, just to caveat what I said, am a huge advocate for feeling, processing, and releasing emotions. And you know, George, because you've yes. seen me process and release some of my darkest, dirtiest, most painful emotions that have been living uh -huh. inside of my body, you know, and I felt so much lighter and clearer as a result of that. So I'm a huge fan of letting that dark energy out so that your vessel is clear and open. Um, can we, t can we talk, can we talk about that real quick? Because I think it's yeah. a perfect time. So like people like, cause I think with your breath work and awesome Bali, I feel like you, you nailed it. And for everybody listening, I'm going to give credence to this. Like I've actually just created new models to teach everybody in the Alliance. Um, because there's an understanding that no matter how many plays you install in your playbook, if you're at the capacity of yourself as a player and you don't build the player or increase the strength of the player or create space in the player, there's no space for those new plays to stick subconsciously and they can't. And the pattern repeats over and over. And in my opinion, no matter what you slice this, is that entrepreneurship is a 20 years of therapy on a couch every day if you choose to see it that way. And mm -hmm. the faster you bite it, but you understand, and, and I'm, I'm going to be a broken record, but Lucy's heard this from me before too. When, when Alex Sharfin says, you don't have the business you want because you haven't become the person to run it. It's not because you're missing a play in the playbook. The deepest, deepest understanding is that you haven't flexed the emotional muscle enough to be able to handle the stress of what's there because it's forcing you into the passenger seat and your emotions into the driver's seat, which means if that's happening, there is no space for more, but it's an emotional journey where we have to actually feel it. Right. And I say this because the kids books always nail it. And Branson's favorite book up until a year ago was bear through the woods. You can't go over it. Can't go under it. Can't go around it. You got to go through it. Mm -hmm. Right. It's, it's a Buffalo and yeah. it's everything. And, and just for some context, uh, I feel like I was given the greatest gift of my life by being able to facilitate a women's retreat in Bali uh, with Julia, who's been on the show, and Lucy 
absolutely was an incredible gift and a participant that turned into one of my greatest teachers. And I just got to be in, you know, co-witness and co-creation. But you guys have heard me talk about this a lot with just building a relationship with yourself, whether it's a stillness practice, whether it's meditation, whether it's walking, whether it's breath work, whether it's working out, whether it's reading the book, The Comfort Crisis and finding a Masogi. But I will tell you that I am a massive, massive proponent for breath and using breath work. Yeah. And Lucy and I did breath together in uh, Bali and uh, I facilitated transformational breath work, which is like a holotropic breath. And Lucy's going to share, but I, it all ties in. And I feel like it's a really good segue for peeps to understand. Yeah. So go for yeah, it. Yeah. My girl. two biggest takeaways, the two, my two biggest takeaways from you from Bali, like, you know, the, the, I had a whole journal filled with notes, but the things that so, so far I've been able to unpack and implement was something that you said to me on a break, I think it was. And you, you were talking about how, I think we were talking about how, you know, we all have tried morning routines and different things. Like we meditate sometimes, we do breath work sometimes, we exercise sometimes. And then you just said it in a way that completely reframed it for me. And you were like, I have to earn the right to touch my business. As in, I've got to do my energy tools first, whether that's exercise, breath work, grounding, whatever it might be, before I'm even allowed to go to the office, to send the email, to record the content. And that reframe completely flipped my priorities. It went from being like, oh, I'll do that when I have time, when I'm in the mood, when I'm feeling good, on a good day when everything's fine, to being like, mm -hmm. if you want your day to go well, if you want your efforts to actually lead to something, if you, you know, th there's no point, it's futile just doing the work if you're not doing the energy work first. So that was one yeah. of the biggest takeaways I got from Bali. And every day since we were together at that retreat without fail. When I wake up, I do 20 minutes of breath work. I exercise, I go outside. That's like, even on a busy day, those things get done mm -hmm. first before I check my WhatsApps, before I check my emails, before I go on social media. And the difference that's made is incredible to my mental health, I've definitely lost body fat as well, which is just crazy just from doing yep. like breath work consistently. It's bonkers. Yep. Just my ability to yep. regulate emotions, handle stress, all of that stuff is wild. So yep. that was one of the two biggest takeaways I got. And then the second biggest takeaway was your model about needle movers and prioritizing those, you know, mm. like top three things. The wedge so of expectations. Even on, yep. And I think as an entrepreneur, it can be so easy to lose the plot and lose focus and get confused and lost in the details and the overwhelm and the fresh new idea and the shiny object over there. But to be able to just take it and break it down and go, have I done my energy work first this morning? And what are the top three things, which if I do them, I will move forwards. If I don't, my business will gradually fail. You know, and it's like, if I just do those things, then no matter what kind of busy day I've got or whatever kind of mood I might be in or however exhausted I might be, I know I'm moving 1% in the right direction. So yeah, I just felt like that was an important really uh, thing to share since we're talking about Bali now. And yeah. yes, at, in Bali, the breath work, holy cow, the breathwork session that we did together on day five <laughs> the last day yeah 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 the holotropic breathwork yeah yeah oh my god <laughs> oh my god so I mean where, I'm trying to think where to even begin I remember we were all so it's in the middle like let's set the scene let's set the scene right yeah let's set we're the in, scene you set the scene yep we're in this stunning two-story wood cabin in the middle of the rainforest in Bali Forest. and you can hear all of the the insects the birds the the animals the waterfowl there's no windows the there's there's just no, all open wide open walls 
So yep. the, the breeze coming through, the sun's shining straight in. There's no glass. There's no wood. It's just open air. And I remember we walked upstairs uh, and you had, what were you going to say? Go ahead. I was going to say the last thing I'll say is to set the scene is that we also naturally how it worked out was literally right. We were prepping and walking upstairs for what Lucy's going to share uh, right around when the sun was starting to set. So we started breath mm. at golden hour and then finished in the dark, which made it so yeah. much better. But yeah. And then, yeah. So we walked upstairs. Go ahead. Yeah. And you'd, you'd, Palo Santoed and saged the heck out of the room. Like there was just smoke everywhere. The sunlight was shining through. You had the music playing yeah. and it felt like such a safe space. You'd created a really, really safe space for us. And we all grabbed pillows and cushions and got cozy and got comfy. And you prepared us for what we were about to do together. And I knew going in that certain types of breath work, some are very lovely and comfy and cozy, but I also knew that some of them can be very <laughs> um, profound, heavy, emotional, years of trauma that have been trapped in the body can be released. And that although it can feel scary when those big emotions come up, there is nothing to fear. If anything, mm -hmm. yes, let's freaking go because like this yeah. means that things that have potentially been holding you back for years, emotional blocks, um, past traumas can go. And all I remember is you just kept saying, if it's coming up, it's coming out. If it's coming up, it's yeah. coming out. <laughs> and every time I felt a wave of fear, I had these, I had three. So my experience was, we're doing the, 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 the specific kind of breath and yep. within minutes, my first wave came and it was like a wave of sad, negative emotion, right? I, I had three of these waves. One felt like fear, one felt like anger, and one felt like grief. And with each one that came up, like even though they were, they all sort of involved crying and shouting and stuff like that, the three of them felt very distinct and different from each other. And I knew that each one was something that needed to be released. Um, and it can, it, your like my hands were tingling, my my head was sort of spinning and. I could, I could feel where there was energy in my body that I knew didn't need to live in my body anymore. And everyone's experience is different. So this was just mm -hmm. my experience, but I was literally, you remember, I was like Ripping pulling it out. out of my body. I was yep. shaking my hands, getting it out of my fingers, um, yeah, I felt like it was literally something that had been living in my body that I wanted to release. And I, I know that you you encouraged us to to scream, to cry, to hit our hands on the ground. And and of course, I was, you know, I, I, it's probably quite common when you're in a group experience and when nobody has screamed yet and nobody has shouted yep. yet and you feel like, okay, I know that it yep. would really help me to scream, but no one else is screaming. Am I going to be that yep. batshit person in the room yep. who's going to be the first to start screaming? What's everyone else going to think of me? Are they going to be judging me? Are they going to be thinking, oh my gosh, she's got some real demons. You know, what the heck is wrong uh -huh. with her? And like all of that stuff in my mind was obviously happening, but... I put it all to one side and I realized I've flown all the way across the world to come to Bali. I set the intention that I wanted shifts. I wanted breakthroughs. I wanted healing. I wanted to leave behind this chapter and move into, leap into my new chapter. I didn't come all this way to hold back. I didn't come all this way to worry about what other people may or may not even be thinking about me. Who cares what they're thinking yeah. about me? They should just be focused on what they came here for, 
I'm going to just focus on what I came here for. And as soon as I shifted into that, I was like, okay, let's go for it. So I was, I think I was the first to start screaming and throwing my hands on the floor. I'm so great. I'm so grateful. But everybody like even... Even even when I brief it and I'm 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 briefing the ground rules and breath and I'm like and listen, if you feel like screaming, let it out. You might be the first one, but everybody's waiting for the leader to go first and needs a permission slip because I don't know if you remember, but the moment you opened your mouth, it was like an orchestra of old faithfuls <laughs> starting popping, right? Laughter and a yell yeah. and a scream and a, and a, and a giggle and right and it's like, oh, got it. And then everybody just paints the picture yeah. together and it's beautiful. Yeah. Oh my god, I remember. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah. Oh man. So, it was so liberating. Keep going. It was it was incredible. And so there were three waves of of ugly that came out, right? But then, yep. oh my gosh, then after that, I, I went somewhere else. Like I, tr- I went on a trip and it was the most euphoric, yep. blissful, ecstatic trip of my life. And all I did to get there was breathed. Do you know what I mean? It was yep. like, it was like I was... Yep. I was I was hallucinating things, but it wasn't scary. I knew exactly where I was. I knew I was completely safe. And these visions that were coming to me were coming to me with so much love. And it was no doubt because I'd released all of this stuff first that it was like I'd I was completely open. And I think that's how I was able to experience. Some people call it like tapping into it and experiencing the fifth dimension or like feeling what what true consciousness really is. I first saw this face of like Mama Gaia. Do you know what I mean? Like the woman that is the creator, just this big round face. And she was just smiling with her eyes closed. She was just nodding and smiling at me nodding and smiling, just like so reassuring right here. Like I was there lying on the floor and she was Mm -hmm. there. Right. And then one by one by one, I saw the face of every animal, every animal looked at me square in the eyes and just, I just felt unconditional love. Like, you know, when the cutest dog in the world just looks at you with their pure eyes Mm -hmm. and they're just loving you with no judgment. Mm -hmm. Basically every animal came to me in that vision, just giving me love and love and love. And I felt Mm. all the love that the universe has for me, for everyone. And I felt it for, I felt my connection to it all. And it was so healing and I could have stayed there forever And I just Mm -hmm. thought, I just want to live on that frequency of love. I just want to, I want everything that I do to be, to come from a place of love. I want every person that I come into contact with to feel loved. I want every animal on this planet to feel loved, you know, and it was just such a pure place to be. And I understood that that's what's actually real. The stuff that I had purged, the pain, the fear, the suffering, that had left and I was left with what was real. Mm -hmm. Mm. So yeah, thanks for that. My body, yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. My body, (laughs) just so everybody knows, like I, I was facilitating this breath work and I think we had 14 women breathing at the time. So I have a very different experience, uh, while also many shared experiences and being an external witness to what's happening on the inside as well, because on the outside, it doesn't always look the same, but I literally am having like flashes of like serotonin and dopamine flushing through my body right now, because that was just such a sacred, powerful, powerful space. And I, I think for people listening to make this tangible as well, 
one of the most powerful lessons I believe I was ever taught from many of my teachers and healers was the fact that if it's coming up, it's coming out. And then because I never realized that three-year-olds had a right. The reason we celebrate temper tantrums is because they're toning, regulating their nervous system. And if you ever notice, the moment they're done, they're happy-go-lucky and they never forget it again. The human body doesn't have a built-in biological function to purge our lymphatic system after it's been stressed or attacked like most mammals do. Movement, sweating, and releasing the emotions is the way. And I, I said this in Bali to the women as well, and, and, and this was something that resonated for me personally in my journal a couple of years ago when I wrote it. And I just simply wrote that my level of healing never had to match my level of trauma. And trauma is any out of my emotional state, anything that makes me lose control of the radio dial, the frequency that I choose to be in is trauma. And it's just a trigger. It's just something that upsets me or creates an emotion or an experience in my body. And so um, I, I just think it's so so powerful and so important to understand that it doesn't have to look a certain way it doesn't have to be intense it can be as simple as closing your eyes breathing four times and then feeling like crying letting a cry out and then feeling complete and getting back in the game it could be going for a run and a half a mile in you feel like letting a primal scream out well fucking let it out who gives a shit i don't care and i'll tell you this i'll, I'll tell you this all right now and this is like it's not embarrassing but it stretched the ever-living shit out of me. And I realized that there's a lot of benefit in this, but I really struggled celebrating. I really struggled with this game of like regulating my nervous system. So Stefano Safandos, who is my brother and my sole brother and husband, said to me, great, here's what you're going to do. You're going to put on your pink bathing suit. You're going to go down to the beach that's overcrowded, and you're going to make them think that you escaped your handler and the people watching you are missing you because you're going to be rolling around with so much ecstatic joy that they might want to 5150 you, put you in a psych ward, think you escaped your handler, but you're just so exuberant. And I remember it like it was yesterday. And it wow, how liberating. was one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever done. But then I also remember the moment like 30 seconds in where I was just like, there's the switch. Yeah. Fuck it. No one's judging me. No one's attacked me. And then people started like smiling and I was like, oh my God. And I just realized that I lost for so long because I trapped so much mm -hmm. stuff in. And when it's trapped in, whether we realize it or not, we're never allowed to fully grip the steering wheel. If there's any level of that emotion or that stuckness that hasn't been acknowledged or hasn't been released or at least hasn't been diagnosed, no matter how much I pretended to be in control of that steering wheel, there was this nagging thing that never let it stay in the lane. And so I just think it's important for everybody to understand it. It doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be hard. It's just a, oh, this doesn't feel yeah. good. What is this? How can I get this out? How can I get back in the game without this con controlling me? And I think is the most important part because there's just, whether it's breath work or whether it's journaling or whether it's listening to a song or screaming into a mm -hmm. pillow it's just you really choosing to honor your vehicle or this existential meat suit that you've never read the owner's manual for. Right. And it's like, oh, got it. Thank you. Oh, I hear you. I feel you. Right. It's just asking for attention. And, and sometimes I think the last thing I'll say about this is I lost because also when I released it, rather than just letting it be gone, I just asked why a thousand times so I could almost reinstall it. And so the other lesson in this is like when it's out, it's out. I don't care why it's out i don't care why it was in there because if i realign to my quote-unquote manifestation of where do i want to be in the future and what are these behaviors i got back on the field and i get to go play the game and so yeah thank you for sharing that lucy it's uh it's an incredible gift for me to be able to hear that because uh you never know right and, and i'm just like okay this feels good let's do this ladies and you're like yeah and i'm like let's dance together and then it, it was beautiful and then we had the cacao oh, ceremony yeah. And then, yeah, it was it was such a beautiful, beautiful experience. Holy moly. Yeah, it really was. Okay. I just have, it really, really was. I, I just have, I, I think we're going to, we're going to land the plane. Um, but I have one final question for you. Uh, but before I ask that question for everybody listening, I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb here. You know how 
selfish and skittish I am with my recommendations, including my energy and attention. Lucy's content is content I consume, content I follow, (laughs) content I share that I personally use and content that I have a through line to say, hey, can you personally create me one of these so that I can use it every day? And so can my people like someone that I consider a teacher. So Life by Lucy is L-I-F-E-B-Y-L-U-C-I-E and Instagram or YouTube, Instagram to be connected, DM YouTube for her incredible videos, her content, all of it. And as a reminder, just remember SOS or shoot us a DM on Instagram, us, it's George Bryant that says SOS and we'll send you the page and we will send you the guided visual visualization and meditation to get clarity and to help you fill in these pieces from Lucy, which I'm really, really honored and excited to share. And that SOS page is also a gift to all of you with the SOS model in what we have and how we help it to help you do this and release these emotions. And that's the model that we made with all the tools and resources with Lucy's being a part of it on that page. And so it's just our way to help and keep you in the game. And so go check that out and uh, make sure you follow Lucy. And so Luce, this is my favorite question and I'm really, really excited to hear your answer to this one. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to just prep you, but this is just an intuitive, whatever feels like coming out of you. So you remember seeing the movie Men in Black where they have that flashy thing that erases everybody's yeah. memory? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay, cool. So I want you to imagine that everybody listening for the last 55 minutes just got flashed in the eyes and you have this moment to tattoo any wisdom on their soul that will keep their light bright and they can take with them for the rest of their life. What is your tattoo mm. wisdom? The life that we have now is, has been created by the stories that we tell ourselves. There have been experiences that we've experienced and we made it mean something about us. We made it mean something about how life has to be moving forwards. And so much of the things that we feel when we feel stuck, when we feel like things aren't working, when we feel like a certain level of life just keeps not being available for us. If we're in a pattern that we are stuck in, the place to look is what's the story? What's the story that I've been telling myself? And what if that story didn't have to be true anymore? And when we, when we identify the story, let it go and decide to commit to living out a new story, to start telling ourselves a new story, then all of a sudden the things that we have felt are blocked off and unavailable to us will become available to us. One of my favorite ways to rewrite stories and retell stories to myself is by saying, it is safe for me. It is safe for me to use my voice. It is safe for me to take up space. It is safe for me to be consistent in my action. It is safe for me to make loads more money. It is safe for me to open my heart up to other people. It is safe for me to be in a dreamy, intimate relationship. It is safe for me to be a powerful woman in all ways. And so any areas in our life where we're feeling stuck, if we can identify what is the fear, what is the story I've been telling myself, and in what ways am I scared of the success? And then if we can speak safety all over ourselves and change the story and make this place where we live all the time, if we can make this feel safe, then there is nothing that we cannot be or do or have. I'll put a bow 
tie a ribbon and tattoo over that just so it sticks for everybody because I couldn't think of a better way to wrap the show. Lucy, thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here, for sharing your wisdom, for sharing your light, for walking it and sharing all of your stuff with everybody listening. Uh, For everybody listening, uh, make sure you go follow Lucy, Life by Lucy everywhere. Make sure you connect with this incredible woman. Um, The SOS is mindofgeorge.com slash SOS. Um, and everything will be linked there. And please make sure you go subscribe on Spotify and maybe start thinking about changing your environment, which will also help you focus and not be distracted by YouTube and be able to implement these nuggets. And so with all of that, remember the most important thing, and that's that relationships will always beat algorithms. So we will either see you in the next episode or you will hear me in your earballs. But either way, we're out.